Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. It's Anthony Weiner. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight slugfest on New York's news and talk station 77 WABC. You never go on vacation. Never. Never. In fact, I am so pissed off that tonight they took my six hours away, 12 midnight to 6 in the morning, uh, for Christmas extravaganza here that people are not going to be listening to, I can tell you. Yesterday we were rescuing people, 3, 4 in the morning, boilers had gone out, people without electricity. You know, we were like all hands on deck. And then Chris Libertini tells me, oh, you're not needed Sunday morning, 12 midnight to 6 in the morning. Wait a minute. What what more suitable way to usher in Christmas Day without the most the most Christ-like voice on the radio? I mean, I don't say what, what who, who, by the way, who needs more Christmas music, to be honest? I mean, not only that, this was the stupid excuse he gives me. I say, and for what purpose? He goes, well, the children will be waiting their presents, you know, from Santa Claus. I said, schmuck, putz, no kids listen to WABC unless it's required, unless they're stuck in the back seats of the car, in seatbelts, mommy and daddy or granddad or grandma are listening to WABC, and it's required listening. That was like the dumbest explanation. Yeah, these, are, these are some of the smartest programming minds. They put us together. They obviously know what they're doing. I, I would agree with you. Now, is there still, can I go back and listen to an old episode of yours you have one with with anthony oh, that well, you can, give podcast an example you can how to? i'm clawing back six o'clock in the morning is the long island report when you hear judge weinberg you're going to hear me with judge weinberg <laughs> as i claw back the hours and then oh anthony you're not going to want to miss it because i and my wife nancy have vowed ever since i recovered from that eight and a half hour operation for um chronic crohn's disease at columbia presbyterian we come in, we do two hours every holiday, so Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, uh, and Easter, because we know a lot of people are either stuck at home, they're right. shut-ins. Now, especially with the weather, maybe their travel plans were canceled. And so they have a Swanson TV dinner, and that's it. And so uh, we are their friends on a regular basis, WABC. So we extend ourselves, and we turn it into family programming. That's really great. That's oh. right. Re- you know, I, I, I've been filling in for, for Bo Snurdly, and I went into a little bit about my history with addiction and everything else. And said, now, this is a difficult time of year for a lot of people, a lot of people. And sure enough, a lot of people called in yeah. with their own stories. No, no, I was listening. It was excellent because, especially, you know, these are the times of years when people get very depressed. Right. So if they're on the wagon, uh, whatever it is that is um, bedeviling them, this is the time where they could be swallowed up into the belly of the beast. And, I mean, last year when we did this, people were calling up crying. Yeah. Just so happy that WABC, because years before, 
John and Margot rescued the station, it would be all infomercials all weekend long and infomercials during holidays, and there was no reason to listen to the station. And so then when uh, Chris Libertini walked in, oh, well, you're not going to have to uh, work Christmas Eve, I said, excuse me, I always do annually the Christmas Eve, uh, the five fishes, the nights of the five fishes. Mm-hmm. For Italians, very important. I bought all the five fishes here. I got them in the cans. Some you can have, you know, because some <laughs> some Jewish Is folks, it filter fish? They can't have tray fry. <laughs> I got the white fish. We got trout for you. Now, you can't have the clams because obviously that's right. tray. Can't have the oysters. Can't have the calamari. That's the squid. But I tell you, I, I got enough for you to take home for you and Excellent. your son for Excellent. the night of the seven fish. And then he tells me there won't be a night of the seven fishes. I said, well, what are you going to have? He said, oh, we're going to have different people doing meats and greets. I listened to some of the promos. I didn't even recognize that these people were even affiliated with WABC. Where does he find them? In fairness, though, we are on the weekends. It's a it's a tug, right? We are a talk but music station on the weekends, and, and, and Christmas time is a time uh, that people gather. You, you certainly weren't listening 5 to 6. I had the full hour of Lou Monty, uh, Dominic to Christmas Donkey, dedicated to Dominic Carter here. Right. Oh, and then, of course, uh, Lazy Mary, which you like, because uh, when the Mets have a break in their action, the nine innings at City Field, that's what they play, Lou Monty's Lazy Mary, and a number of his other classics. I mean, we had the music. I can't believe they did this to me. And by the way, um, Sid Rosenberg, newfound friend of your mayor, Eric Adams, actually hinted that the mayor was away. Apparently, he is closer to the mayor than we think, because he's... Yesterday, when I joined him at 7.05 with his son, and there were two things I got to bring up with you about his son. First of all, amazing uh, four it hours. Was a great, of he did a great job. I was listening. But he mentioned, oh, the mayor texted me that he and Tracy are going to be away. Tracy is the woman that he has that condo with, uh, 22H in Fort Lee. Uh, and then he said in another publication, yeah, I, I need to just have my pajamas on for a day. And in the midst of this emergency, the 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 uh, the, the storm of our lifetime, right? The, the the freeze here is intense. The mayor's gone, and I knew something was wrong on Thursday night when the Staten Island ferry caught fire in the boiler room. You know, the brand new right. boat, uh, and people were putting on life jackets and freaking out, thinking this was the right. Titanic. And I knew Mr. Photo Op was not around in his life jacket, Eric Adams. I said he was out of town, and I was proven. Well, also he right, and then a few hours later there were there were press conferences about the coming storm. But there are a couple of things. There's a lot to unpack there. One is if Sid is going to be having conversations with the mayor offline and mention it to you, you can't just then go say it on the radio. It's it's supposed to be they have a they have a back channel. That is very important. Well, to, you know. he's the ante. He's the one who said it. <laughs> That's probably right. Also, but look. Um, I I think the mayor was is entitled he's entitled to have a little vacation. You know who should be upset is Sid's new neighborhood is underwater. The bay has met the ocean. Oh, we'll get to that momentarily because I warned him and he wouldn't listen. But let's talk about the mayor. Why can't they? And we've had this before with Bloomberg. Yep. Ted Cruz did it as senator when Texas was going through a freeze. Chris Christie, Shamuel Hefe. Wasn't David Dinkins in Tokyo when the first uh, World Trade Center yeah, bombing but happened? but he had no idea that was going to happen. That was well, just no a... one, that's the point, though, Curtis. No one has any idea oh, what's going to happen. Excuse me. This weather report was being predicted since Monday, Monday, Monday. In fact, remember, he told everybody you have to mask up. When you go indoors, you have to mask up. He was at that press conference where the police officer was shot in bed, died. Thank God he survived. 
there were 13 officials at the podium. He was the only one in a mask. So he's telling everyone, you got a mask No, because he knew he was going on vacation. He didn't want to get sick. Yeah, to Jamaica. <laughs> to Jamaica. I believe that he was in Montego Bay. And you know no. what tipped me off? Cardi B is out there. The hip-hoppers are out there. He claims to be the hip-hop mayor. Why not just say two days in advance, you know, I'm taking a little personal time for two days. My deputy mayor here will be in charge. Obviously, I will be available for any emergency. Well, that's effectively what happened, except the part about saying it two days in advance. His, when, when asked, the deputy mayor said he's in constant contact. He's away. He's on vacation. They said he's outside the five boroughs. Boy, what a sexist you are. She. She. Was it a she? Yeah, yeah. The I, one who's retiring on January 1st. Mea, mea culpa. <laughs> I apologize. But I, I, I want to try to unpack the grist of the problem. Is it that some element of city service was not provided to the people in Rockaway because he was away? No. Well, first no. of all, let's remember, let's go back to Sid's program, Sid and Friends, except on Mondays and Fridays at 7.05 when it's <laughs> Sid and Friends, a fiend and a foe. That's me. He had his son in. And I'm talking to Sid. I say, you know, you just left the Upper West Side, all the Altacajas. You're landlocked there. You have no idea what flooding is. Right. I say, you're now in the Irish Riviera, the Rockways. You know that. That was your congressional district, Broad Channel, Howard Beach. I said, Sid, on your way back after the show, you got to take uh, Woodhaven Boulevard, Cross Bay Boulevard, and when you're leaving Forest Hill, there's a huge Home Depot right on the left-hand side. you got to stop and get the requirements when you're living out there, A, you gotta get uh, a, a buzz saw. Two, you gotta get a pump because a, a generator base, and a pump. Right, yeah. your, mm-hmm. your 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 basement is going to be filled with the water, whether it's the back bay from Jamaica Bay or the ocean. And then, obviously, you gotta get a generator. He said, "No, I don't." His own son chimed in, "Dad, we're two blocks from the ocean. Exactly. We gotta yeah. get it." He said, "No, don't be listening to Curtis." Then all of a sudden, right after the show, he said, "Oh my God." Uh, they've closed down Cross Bay Boulevard, the Joseph Adabo Bridge, because of all the flooding in Howard Beach, in Broad Channel. Broad Channel, yeah, Broad Channel is always the first to get it. Now, now it, it, here it is, his son, right? His son is telling him this. But Sid, because, uh, he, you know, he's the chosen person, he's better than everyone else, he's omnipotent, he's pretentious. And, and I said, by the way, Sid, you wouldn't be doing any of that work. All the Irish guys out there, you know, you, you expect the goys to do it or, or the migrants coming in. There's no way you're going to be doing any heavy lifting. And he had a good belly laugh at that. But Superstorm Sandy was the perfect example of this. You know, I was doing runs, was living in Manhattan, yes. but lower Manhattan. So down lower Manhattan, we had no power. And I was doing runs to the Rockaways and helping out with some things. When you would go uptown, it was almost like a dividing line. Like no one knew anything was going on. And I think if you grow up and you live for a while on the Upper West Side, not that he grew up there, but he's lived for a while on the Upper West Side, you have no comprehension. That's a barrier island down there on the peninsula. You're basically, well, that, you know, and when, to, and it doesn't take much of a storm for both sides, both the bay and, I mean, it's usually not one or the other, but there are storms, especially Hurricane Sandy, or Superstorm Sandy was like this, yesterday was like this, where you get surges both sides, both on the bay side yes. of the peninsula and on the ocean side. You get side. back flushed and front flushed. Yeah. There's no escape. But now, with all the money we're spending, billions and billions of dollars, since Superstorm Sandy, uh, and now they're building the retaining wall in lower Manhattan. And, and the jetties and groins out in the Rockaway right. also. And, but we're going to get slammed. They, there's no way that they have built that area up to withstand a major storm. Yesterday, it's a big, big storm, but it's not a Superstorm right. Sandy. Going to get hit again. Going to get clobbered. That whole area is going to get wiped out with water. Well, yeah. I mean, Superstorm Sandy was a 100-year 
kind of phenomenon. But, you know, what happened yesterday, it, this was not, I mean, look, it's a, we're cold now, everything else. It's a super cyclone or whatever it's called. But yeah, there, it's, it's vulnerable out there for years and years, almost from the first moment that I got elected. I said, we've got to build some jetties out here to break this. And there was some fights over it. People didn't lie, you know. And, and if you go to the eastern part of the Rockaway Peninsula, they have those old stone ones that were yeah, there yeah. since the day of the flood. No pun intended. We need to do, we need to do more like that. And a lot of, by the way, everyone who, who rebuilt after Hurricane Sandy did have to live up to new, uh, floodplain kind of building requirements. But it is bad. It is real bad. And by the way, flood insurance is much more restrictive than it used to be. Living down there, you really are taking taking some chances. But unlike a lot of beach communities, Rockaway is and really has always been a full year-round populated barrier island. That's why I think that's the argument I always made to my colleagues of why you should have special appropriations for places like that. Because it's not like people having little bungalows someplace. These are real homes. You would have, you know, especially in places like Neponset and and and, and um and, and Rockaway Park and Rockaway Beach, these are, these are real homes. Absolutely. And my dad, merchant seaman, 54 years, told me the Army Corps of Engineers had a plan, the late 60s and 70s, laid out for the whole area. It involved not just the jetties you mentioned. They wanted to drop the old Redbirds. Remember the number seven trains that they were going to discard uh, as a, a natural barrier reef? Right. Well, guess where they are? They're off the coast of North Carolina. I know. They as, wouldn't. I tried. That's another was the issue I worked on. I said, I don't know why, because the fishermen wanted them. It wasn't for, for barrier protection. It was to create an artificial reef for the fishermen. And the MTA said, we're not allowed to do it in New York. So wound up, they wound up selling yeah. them or no, giving them away right. to someone else. It was no, crazy. No. And then the groins. Now, when you say groins to people, they immediately think of the male anatomy and think, what do you mean they need more groins? Well, it is another device that you put out there in the water that impedes the water from rushing in. Because as you mentioned, these are areas, they get clobbered, uh, back flush from Jamaica Bay, and then front flush from the Atlantic Ocean. And the sewers, the sewers cannot handle uh, that amount of water. If you notice, they know they have a problem when immediately they go in their basements, and the sewers they have in the basement start all of a sudden. Yeah, the bubbling, toilets yeah. start bubbling up. The slop sinks. You go out into the street. They all of a sudden, the, uh, the sewer caps are like flooding up. They gotta build more capacity, and I'm telling you, they're gonna get well, I mean, it again. Look at sheep said that. No, it's true. I mean, so here's the math. The math is if it rains for more than three days in a row in New York City, the water that goes into the catch basins at the corners goes out out into the bay untreated right. because they just can't. I mean, think. Otherwise, where it goes is to these big pollution plants at Owlhead, at Sheepshead Bay, and, and other places. Um, and but the the problem becomes, you know that. It's a relatively low grade. You're basically at sea level in these communities. And the groins that we tried to build, and we finally got the money to do it, it's what we learned is if you just put a bunch of rocks randomly out there, you create the swirls that, that have literally taken people's lives in the eastern part of Rockaway, sure, like around sure. Beach 49th and things like that. The way to build them, now engineers know, is to basically make a big T. So the water gets broken as it comes in, but also doesn't swirl as it goes back out to create riptides. It's complicated. It's expensive. And by the way, these are exactly the programs that the federal government has to fund, and they're expensive. And I, I blame you and uh, your former mentor, your former boss, Chuck Schumer, when he was senator, you a congressman. Every year you'd be on that freaking beach in the Rockaways, beach nourishment. Beach nourishment. We got to send the. We got to send the boats out there, dredge up sand offshore, bring it all the way back. We got to put it on the shore, only for it to get uh, swept back out. What the sea. is the number one 
thing that protects the residents there is the beach. If you don't, you can't let the beach get, get wiped away. But what you don't understand, and I can write a book with that title, what you don't understand is the dredging that happened was not to put the sand necessary, was to keep the channel open. You have to constantly be, be dredging the channel. That's New York Harbor Listen, out there. Let me tell you something. The, uh, the shanty Irish knew how to survive that. In Hamilton Beach, not the blender, right next to Old Howard Beach near the A train and near JFK, they had houses on stilts. We called them the Lace Irish yeah. as opposed, excuse me, the Shanty Irish. And in Broad Channel. Broad Channel had them as well. Right. They were up on the poles. So when the water swept in, it swept right underneath the right. house. Underneath the play, underneath the playroom, underneath the den, it went right underneath. Right. And before they had, um, you know, sewers put in, uh, you would see a little flap go down when they finished using their bathroom facilities and would go right into the bay. Those were the shanty Irish. It worked for them. It could work for a new generation. Well, you want to know the the first political kind of fight that I got involved in when I was uh, the newly elected congressman. Actually, it was an issue that was bubbling even when I was running against Melinda and, and Noach Deer of Blessed Memory and of Dan Feldman, was whether to build um, dunes. These artificial dunes, oh, which, sure. are now, which are now there. But the people in the Ponset who had those fancy giant houses, McMansions that overlooked the water, they're like, I don't want a dune in front of my window. So it was this giant fight, the dunes against the non-dunes. Well, you, they eventually went ahead and built them. After Superstorm Sandy, remember, Chris Christie's biggest fight wasn't against his fellow Republicans for embracing Barack Obama and guaranteeing his uh, re-election against Mitt Romney. It was that he had to go to each of the Jersey Beach communities and tell them you're having dunes put in. No, 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 you're, right. you're going to poison, you know, our view of the Jersey Shore of the Atlantic. He said, no, no, without the dunes, you're going to get swept away when the next big superstorm right. comes. And a superstorm is coming. You know, everybody's out, no, 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 no. You know, we, we spent all the FEMA dollars. We got it banked away. Yeah? Let me tell you something. It's going to wipe in, wipe out. In fact, I want to recommend two movies. If you haven't seen any movies uh, this weekend, you're, you're going to love this, right? You got, um, what is that? You have Dennis Quaid, who is in that uh, uh, movie, let's see, what was it? Uh, You know, where the storm comes in and it almost sweeps away New York City. And then you have his brother in uh, the National Lampoon. Randy Quaid, right? Right, right. Christmas, uh, Christmas movie with Chevy Chase. I love that movie, too. Yeah. The other one, though, shows what's going to happen in New York City. When the big Arctic uh, storm comes in. No, the in. one that they, people should see to know what's going to happen in New York City is Avatar, that one under the water, that everyone lives under the water. That's going to be us pretty soon, that uh, sooner or later with global climate change. And your mishpoka in the Republican Party refused to do anything well, about global climate change. Actually, that'll be Sid Rosenberg before it'll be any of us since he's now living there in the Irish Riviera. Anyway, this is the show. I have to claw back as much time as I can because they took my six hours tonight. Christmas Eve when I would have done the Night of the Seven Fishes. But, oh, Chris Libertini, the self-hating Italian in New Jersey, decided, no fish for you, no pesh for you. So let's continue on. So much to talk about. Left versus right with Anthony Weiner. And, by the way, you did, uh, in the middle, excellent show again. You can catch that on podcasts. And what are the other podcasts you have Well, there's one, The Middle Unplugged, where he did an episode this week about banning TikTok. Take a look at it in the Red Apple Podcast Network. By the way, unplug your tubs because if all of a sudden the heat goes, you don't want the pipes to burst. <laughs> Just keep the water running. Make sure you don't plug up the tub or it'll be flooding over right here on WABC, your place to be.
It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. It's Anthony Weiner. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight slugfest. Second Ramon song our listener is going to hear this morning. I had, uh, it's, it's Christmas and I don't want to fight. Well, you know, the Ramones from Forest Hills. Correct. Love Rockaway Beach. Correct. You know who sang this song to me when he was trying to get me off his jock strap because of my constant lampooning him? Crooked Joe Crowley, who at the time was the head of the Queens Democratic Party off of Austin Street, a place you've been to many times. So he says, Curtis, we have to have a sit-down. Okay, where do you want to have a sit-down? He said, I like Italian food. Takes me to an Albanian restaurant right on Queens Boulevard before you hit the 59th Street Bridge, a.k.a. the Queensboro Bridge, a.k.a. the Ed Koch Bridge. You think we could try to limit that to, like, one name? It was the worst Italian food I ever had. But then again, the Irish don't know what good food is, like the English. <laughs> they have the worst food. And he is enjoying all this uh, Albanian recreated Italian food. The Albanians food. are making good pizza nowadays. Yes. Well, <laughs> in fact, even though they're called Sal and Vinny, <laughs> most of the people you're getting your slices from are actually Albanian, even though they have the Italian Correct. food on the wall, or from Macedonia, or from Montenegro. But anyway, I digress. So he talks to me, and you've seen him perform before. You yes. give him a guitar, he thinks he's Elvis. And all of a sudden, he just happened to have his guitar with him. First, he tells me the story. You know, it was bad for me. I went to Power Memorial, which was the Christian Brothers here on the west side. That's where Lincoln Center is. They knocked it down, and no more school there. Lou Alcinder, a.k.a., who became uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, was the center there before he, got, he went out right. to UCLA. You know who his backup uh, was on the bench? No, Joe Crowley. Because you know how I tall never knew Joe, that story, and he never played. So mm -hmm. he, it's like because Lou Alcindor played every game, right, every minute. People wanted uh, then, as he was in transition to US, uh, uh, UCLA, to become Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. So he he got splinters on the bench, and think of it right now. The position that Hakeem Jeffries is in. By the way, just to back up, Joe Crowley, member of Congress from Queens and the Bronx, whose seat was taken by Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who beat him in a primary. If it were not for that, we'd be talking about majority leader of the House of Representatives, Joe Crowley. That's yes. who we're talking about. Yeah, Go no, ahead. He, was, he was waiting. He was yep. waiting in line. Uh, he was an assemblyman. He won. He almost never challenged because uh, he was protected by Tommy Manton, who was like his mentor. Uh, and he was a pro-life assemblyman at right. that time. And Tom Manton, when he resigned, did so in a way that he didn't run. He, he notified everyone so late that only one person, Joe Crowley, was able to get his petitions in time. I think that's what yes. happened, right? Yeah. And so Joe Crowley had never really had a major challenge, either for his assemblymanic seat or for his congressional seat. So here, all of a sudden, the bartender comes along, AOC, and no biggie. And she did the old-fashioned retail politics with the DSA, and they, he, she didn't even have Working Families Party at the time. They endorsed him. Right. And she, she overwhelmed him. 
Oh, the people didn't even know who Joe Crowley was in the district because he was part Bronx, part Queens. Also, he lived in Virginia. Yes. <laughs> By <laughs> I mean, the way. And his district <laughs> office was in the real estate that his brother owned, which was outside of the district of Queens. But the guy, he just thought he was entitled... That could have been him when he saw Hakeem Jeffries being announced by Nancy Pelosi as a person who will ascend to to take her position. He had to be saying to himself out there in Arlington, Virginia, that could have been me. And then I had that that, that dinner with Curtis in which I was playing Ramon's songs to him, telling how me and my family, we love Rockaway Beach, and I thought I had Curtis on board. The very next day, I slammed him on the radio. But, but let me ask you this. Why was, he, why was he wooing you so hard? Were you working him so – were you just, just terrorizing him in that, in that Curtis Sliwa way? Was that why he felt he needed no. to win you over? No, uh, because the party, as you know, uh, the Queens County machine, very strong. Uh, as was the Brooklyn machine, the Bronx machine with Democrats, had decided that the person that you beat in the congressional election, Melinda Katz, in a very close uh, congressional primary, uh, would be their choice to be borough president against really five other good candidates. Right. That was a, it was a busy race. field, yeah. So they're giving her the nomination, and they're saying the problem here is this guy Curtis. He's always attacking me, meaning Joe Crowley, uh, Schumer right. and Cuomo. This is not good. So we had to sit down. And uh, for her, I, I said, okay, up until the election, I don't even know who you are, Joe Crowley. I don't know who Andrew Cuomo is. I don't know who Chuck Schumer is. Right. And it was a tight election. I went door to door in Howard Beach, uh, in all of those moderate uh, middle class Democrat areas mm-hmm. that normally would have voted for Valone. And they voted for cats instead. So yeah. I'm taking credit for that. Video. Well done. Well done. And now, she, did, I, did, afterwards, did, I did went she back win, to war. Did, did she win that race? <laughs> yes, she did. For Barbara President? For Barbara President, yes. Oh, she, oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. I'm, 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 I'm fast forwarding. So many, she's, so many years, so many yeah, races. Yeah. No, she's now district attorney and doing a great job at that. Well, that's what you say. None of these district attorneys are doing a great job. That's why all the criminals are out there running in the streets. By the way, you see shoplifting is up like 94% in the country. Like apparently yes. it's not just a New York phenomenon. Not it's that that makes it any better or any worse. Mostly urban areas. And fortunately, the legislature went in and had a special session to roll back bail reform. Oh, no, they didn't. They forgot to do that. They – oh, wait a minute. They gave themselves a pay- – am I reading this yes, right? Yes, yes, they gave pay themselves raise. a pay raise? Pay raise. <laughs> and the governor never used that as leverage. Never said to them, hey, there's a quid pro quo here. I'm now governor, okay, but I need I need a little help here on the snow cash bail thing. You want to pay raise? I don't have a problem with that, even though the voters do. How about we, we make a good old-fashioned backroom deal? Nothing. Now that they have a supermajority, she really is a person of no consequence. How, wait, first of all, she can still pocket veto. She can still veto it, maybe pocket veto it even. But the other thing that's crazy is they may screw her on a on the judgeship that she wants to make. The the, the chief judge of the of the New York State Court she named it's a guy who doesn't seem terribly conservative to me, but a, a lot of lefties are flipping out about it. And she wasn't even smart enough to link those two right. things together. Right. I, yeah. I I mean, look, she really has come across as someone who does not know how to use the power of the governorship. As her predecessor certainly did, who wielded a big stick, Andrew Cuomo. And in a different way, Pataki did it in a different way, because even though he was the Republican governor, uh, he had more support from Democrats at times than Republicans. Remember, he had 1099. He had the most radical Democrat union 
in the eleven ninety nine. But yeah, 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 supporting him, which was unheard of for a Republican because he knew how to breach the divides. But with Kathy Hochul, as long as Hasty has his supermajority in the Assembly and uh, uh, Simon has her supermajority in the, the state Senate. They, they basically say, no, you come to us. Well, the story in the paper was the moment that that last Senate seat went to the Democrats, like it was only by a few votes, and it took a long time to call it. Basically, the legislators walked out of the room on her and left her there, sitting there because they knew that they had that they had a supermajority. But I, I, to, I am not someone who was a demagogue on pay raises. I think I voted against pay raises when I was in the states, the city council and I took the extra money and I gave it to organizations in my district. But putting that aside for a minute, the deal always should be if you're going to get a pay raise, there better be a nice chunky list on the other side of the story about what you gave up, whether it be, I mean, whatever it is. There's only one elected state legislator in Albany who ever deserved a raise, and I'll tell you why. He represented your area. You may have remembered him, State Senator Manny Gold. Yes. For many years, he was an institution. And they used to have this saying, whatever happens north of Bear Mountain stays north of Bear Mountain because it was decadent and debaucherous. It was like Caligula up in Omen. Right. Like the Holiday Inn or something, wherever there was. Right. No tell, motel, Holiday Inn Express. So all of a sudden, the wife gets uh, the vibe that he's cheating on her, goes up, cold busts him in a no tell, motel with a female lobbyist. And then basically they have a sit-down right there. I'm ready to divorce. You know, it's 50-50 in the state. They had children. So this was the compromise, the great kind of Solomon-like compromise. Every session, so for instance, let's say they met uh, on Tuesday. They gaveled this session in. Manny Gold would drive all the way up from Forest Hills, would sit for the session. Let's say they ended at 6 o'clock that night. But they're going to be up there another two days. He would drive all the way back. The next morning, start the whole process all over, all three days. So I met him at a Democratic fundraiser. I said, Manny, boy, that's got to be very taxing. He goes, you know something? She would have gotten half of everything I had because she had me by the short hairs. And number two, we did it for the kids. Now, back then, remember, a lot of people stayed together for the children. Mm-hmm. Now, with no fault to divorce, you know, hey, that's it. You go your way, I go my way. You discovered Jacoby, I discovered Myers. <laughs> if there are no assets, if there's assets, it's in family court. But that was the hardest working guy in in the history of the state yeah, legislature. He did. But you know, they you know they give these guys. I think they get a per diem when yes. they're going back and forth. And I don't begrudge them. Look, you know, these are people, legislators. There, you know, they're at the top of their profession. They're overseeing big corporations. There's a ton of of corruption that sometimes goes on in these. The idea has to be if you're going to get more money, then there has to be tougher ethics rules or something like that. They didn't get any of that. And the fact that she didn't even really – I don't think she even suggested the idea of a special session to deal with crime. Um, It was was frustrating. See, this is the problem with with where she came from. She didn't get elected kind of on her own. She got – plucked out of obscurity by Cuomo. She does get reelected by the narrowest of margins. So just about anyone can come up to her and say, listen, don't mess with me. I'm the reason that you got reelected. And now she's someone that has four years. This should be the time that she's got her greatest leverage. Well, Plus she has a mayor who's supporting her. And I don't. I agree with you. I don't think she's using it particularly there well. There is the curse of Kathy Hochul. It didn't come in her losing the race. 
But first, Buffalo got hit with an unbelievable storm, like 40 feet of snow. And now they're hit again with more snow. It almost reminds me of the days before global warming and climate change when you knew in the winter. Uh, You might as well go to Florida for the winter because Buffalo is going to be under snow. They are clobbered. They have no electricity in Cheektowaga, Tondawana, Amherst, all those suburbs. Buffalo, the curse of Kathy Hochul is upon you. Up next, though, you touched upon this in your first hour in the middle. We got to talk about the migrant issue. They continue to come. What to do with them, where to house them. And the mayor is finally saying... Hey, Biden, you got to do something. I need a billion dollars. True. And that and that other migrant, Carlos Carrera, is he going to pass his physical? Oh, my God. You know, your guy stole all that money, Steve Cohen, owner of the Mets, insider trading information. And he's hell-bent on using that money to actually purchase a World Series. Well, guess what, Anthony Weiner? Cry, 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 because come September, you're not going to be in the World Series. That's Let's for sure. Let's see. I'm telling you right now. We're paying enough. We're paying enough for it. Not left, we. I'm left, not. Left versus right. Anthony Wiener, yours truly, Curtis Lever. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. It's Anthony Weiner. Sure, the same old shillelagh be bothered. That little Irish bit in honor of Bernard McGrath. I'm Irish. I come from Calabria. Our colleague who has passed to the hereafter got an easy pass to the, the radio, radio heaven, whereas the rest of us are going to go straight to hell without an asbestos suit. But this is Lou Monti, a tribute to the Irish and then right into the Italian. And I must tell you, the uh, stats are out. Florida has had the largest population increase of any state in America, first time ever beating out uh, any state. And we continue to lose our population. I just saw an email from our owner-operator, great talk show host in his own right, John Katsimatidis. We're down about a half a million in two years. So why isn't the argument made when we talk this migrant issue coming in? And it was touched upon by the junior senator, Gillibrand, very briefly, when she said, hey, look, all these folks coming into New York City, New York City is overwhelmed. Let's just bring them upstate. I mean, people are leaving in droves upstate and house them there or find them work up there once they're eligible for work. And then she was just like slammed shut. Uh, Kathy Hochul, the governor at the time running for re-election, well, not re-election, but her first election against Zeldin, basically said, I'm open-minded to that, but no discussion. To me, if you're going to make an argument about absorbing these migrants who still are coming in on buses every day, it would be, hey, fill the gaps to all those places upstate, central and western New York, way up there near Plattsburgh. 
where you can roll the sagebrush through some of these towns because they've been abandoned by Republicans and Democrats. Well, these people are going to where they have connections. A lot of, you know, Rob Astorino, who who hosts a show here now, you know, made a big deal about the flights coming in late at night into Westchester Airport. The first thing that happens when these people arrive is they're given, they're going, all their paperwork is completed. They say, I want to declare asylum. And then they're asked, do you have any connection here, anyone that can support you, any organization, any family member, or anything like that? And that usually dictates where they go. If they don't, they wind up gathering in Texas and whatnot. But a lot of people wind up spreading around, going to places they have some nominal connection. It should come as no surprise. A lot of people have connections here in New York or have heard about jobs here, for example. If you remember when those when those planes were flying to Martha's Vineyard, how are they coaxing them onto the planes? They say, oh, we've got jobs for you. These people want to work. Now, they're not allowed to technically under the law. So this whole idea of like let's us decide where these people go and plop them there is not the issue. The bigger issue is why don't we process them faster so they're not here at all for very long rather than months and maybe years. Why don't we process them faster for all the complaints about the big new omnibus bill? The Republicans would not agree to put an increase in the number of hearing officers that were dealing with these cases. They can deal with them where they are. No, with the Democrats in terms of security on the border, more security, 17 percent increase in this budget. Three hundred more That's security, not true. border security for you each got, and Jordan I, for us. <laughs> I want to encourage you not I want to encourage you not to get your news based on what some hosts around here say. That's not true. A 17 percent increase, 300 so more officers, 12 percent more for voters and we believe that we are secure at our border, our southern border. Well, when you say secure, the people that are coming and lining up to check in with border officers, with those big long lines you see on Fox News, those people aren't a threat to us. They're showing up and, and, and presenting themselves for asylum applications. There's no sign right, that there's so any. So they say asylum and they say, well, uh, who is going to vouch for you? And you know what they say? No, they don't say any of that. They don't say any of that. They say, all right, we are going to let you know when it's your time for a hearing, which could be in months or years. Well, not years, but it's generally between six months and a year before they even get a hearing. Until that time, they are here legally and lawfully. They get a piece of paper. How do they get up? How do they get from Texas? How do they get up from Arizona? How do they get up from the California? They they, they wind up dispersing into our country generally to the civil service, the the social service organizations that are out there, family members, whatever link. Usually when NGO, NGO, sometimes they're NGOs. You know, the biggest NGO. Sometimes sometimes they're they're just they're the Catholic Church. Oh, that's right. Catholic charities. They are the biggest providers of yeah. uh, airplane tickets, bus tickets, train tickets. Right. They don't know these uh, migrants. Uh, immediately they say, oh, Catholic Charities will have buses and planes. And Catholic Charities is not spending Catholic contributions. Or from uh, uh, Cardinal Dolan, who is going to be sitting uh, tonight at the annual uh, Christmas Eve Mass. They're getting federal tax dollars in order to do this. They're the well, biggest providers no, they're, of bringing they're, them Well, in. they're both. They're both. They get, they're, they're a nonprofit that has their, their raises money. They, they get government funds because we don't have the resource to do We don't have a government agency that can do this nearly as well as they can do it. When it comes to – and every ethnicity has their own organization. We've got, got Anias who does it for, for Soviet emigres. Look, why are they doing that? Because of Matthew twenty five twenty five, which says that it's the obligation no, 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 of others. But but let me just Where get back to the Ukrainians. Where are the war refugees? We were supposed to well, take what in about, 10, how about this? Where are they? How about this, Mr. Republican candidate for yeah. mayor? How come your party refused to provide a path to citizenship for the Afghans that had helped us in the war, the pilots and the translators no that we promised? 
I mean, that's the problem. The promise is there is a wing of your party that is so absolutist about immigration that we can't get any yeah, deal done. Yeah, but there's a wing of your party that wants everybody in. No 100%. Rules, no security. 100%. And that's why we've got to push both wings off. All right. We've but, got to push both of them aside. But understand the beneficiaries here. Let's just look at Cardinal Dolan tonight. The spotlight will be on him. Christmas Eve mass. Everybody's going to be there. And he is always touting we need to accept these migrants right. in. That's the teachings. Catholic, Those are the teachings. Catholic charities will provide you. If no one else can provide you, we will transport you. We will bring here. Because, hey, you go to a Catholic church, and Sid Rosenberg has done this during the day. In fact, it'll be like a scene out of Devil's Advocate if he ever puts his finger in the holy water <laughs> thing. You know, it'll just be burning like it was for Al Pacino. <laughs> There's nobody there in English-speaking masses. You can roll a, bun- a Brunswick bowling ball through. Then when the Spanish mass occurs later on in the day on Sundays, places packed. I know, but what are you, what are you, what are you implying? Are you implying that it's some kind of? It's their mission. It's their mission. And by the way, thank God they're doing it. Without which, they'll be out of business. Well, stop with that. It is, oh come it, on! They've God, been closing God, churches God does and, not go and out parishes. Of, God does not go out of business. God does not go out. And God is not even in business. This is a service that they're providing, and we're getting off the the, the the the. And by the way, I'm glad that they are right. Everyone who says smaller government, smaller government, smaller government, let the private sector do it. Well, what better private well, sector we provider? Know, we know why Democrats want them to come in. Going back to the Irish Tammany Hall, the moment the Irish came off the boats, here's some money. Vote Democrats. We'll take care of you, Democrat, Democrat, Democrat. You've always done that. Stop the Democratic it. Yes, Party. yes. The Democratic Party is always. I mean, I don't care what the party has said, but our citizens have not been particularly warm to new immigrants, whether Democrat or Republican, the Irish turn on the Italian, the Italian turn on the Jews, we, we, we turn on the Haitians, whatever it is. We are a country that always I comes. Know, we come through the... Through you, you are banking on the fact that bring them in now, and now they're mostly coming from socialist, communist countries, Nicaragua, they're coming from Venezuela, Venezuela. Cuba. So they will be grateful. Like my grandfather was grateful in coming from Italy when he took his citizenship test. He could not read. He could not write. Fidela Bianchino. He went to the federal judge who had been appointed by FDR with my uncles, his uh, sons. They asked him 10 questions. He answered everyone. Roosevelt, Roosevelt, Roosevelt. <laughs> the judge said, those were very good answers, Mr. Bianchino. You're an American citizen. Okay, but on the other hand, Democrats always supported letting the Cubans come in, and they voted Republican. They We, we supported letting the, the Russians come in, and they vote Republican. It we don't. That's not what this is all about. That might be the outcome that happens, but this whole white displacement theory is a bunch of a bunk, for to be honest well, with what you. What did your mentor say, Chuck Schumer, the other day? He goes, you know, you Americans, you're not, uh, you're not having enough children. You know, our population is down. We need these folks as workers. What is worker bees, worker ants? We need them as workers. I thought we want our population to go down because of a depletion of resources. No, we don't want that. We we want our economy to thrive. We want people to come in. We are a country of worker bees. All of us are worker bees. I'm I'm looking at all these wonks out there in Palo Alto and Silicon Valley, Elon Musk. They're telling us the future is artificial intelligence, robotics. All the manual labor, there won't be any any room okay. for people to do we, Believe me, labor. believe me, there's still plenty of jobs. In fact, jobs are going wanting right now. I mean, there are there are jobs that emigres come here and do because they're willing to do. And you know what our immigration policy does now? It locks them in rather than out. All right, people- well, let me give you a litmus test because you were in city council. Recently, our city council voted to allow people with green cards and working visas to vote in municipal elections, to vote in New York City. Thank God that the Republicans uh, actually went to court to prevent that. 
But you would be in favor of people with green cards. No. Oh, oh, oh. No, no, no. I think citizen. I think citizenry should have certain benefits, and the chief among them is your ability to vote. I think there should be things that you can only get when you're a citizen. But you would admit that if, in fact, that became the law of the city and they were allowed to vote if they had a green card or a visa, you could forget any Republicans getting elected. Why do you assume that your party is so feckless and so unable to fight for votes that you wouldn't win those votes? Because who won the Asian-American vote in the last mayor election? Oh, that's because the Democrats turned their backs on the Asians. I don't, but this whole idea that a certain group of people coming from a certain place are going to vote a certain way, you might believe believe that i don't i believe that right now the the, the community that we have the biggest problem with wait, institutionally wait. as a so, democratic party so are, are hispanics so is it, if i'm the party that's giving you obama phones if i'm giving you swag bags if i'm making it easy for you to get into the country and now if you have a green card or a work visa i'm enabling you to vote in a local election i'm going to be grateful first for of you. all i'm going to tell you that may be the case if you believe that people are that two-dimensional in the way that they vote but i tell you what they do here they hear the venom coming across when Republicans talk about immigration. I'll bet you they hear that. We can go that they hear. We can go to Jackson Heights. We can go to Corona. We can go to Elmhurst. And if we were to walk into some of these subdivided apartments, because you you got to see how these people are forced to live. It's like they're all jammed into these subdivided apartments where these slumlords make outrageous amounts of money on them. We will see up on the wall. We will see a picture of the Lady of Guadalupe. Jesus Christ and Joe Biden. He's well, part I of want the Trinity. Tell, I want to tell you, he's you, part you, of the Trinity. You talked about Jackson Heights. How are Asian Americans? How are South Asian Americans starting to to register and vote? I think the Republican Congress just elected two South Asian Republicans. It's not it's not as clear as you believe. I believe that if the guiding principle is unify families, be a country that takes those who have nowhere else to go, we truly as as what the Statue of Liberty says. We attract people that are talented and smart and willing to work hard. And if someone wants to come here, work hard, contribute to our economy, and then leave, be a seasonal worker, let them do it. By the Simple. way, you talked about the opening up for the Southeast Asians and the Asian community. There sits Lester Chang. Hero, two tours of duty in the Navy in war. Runs for a seat uh, that Peter Abate had dominated in, for 36 in years. In what county did he run? In uh, Brooklyn, in Excellent. Kings County. Good, I'm, because we need people who live in Kings County representing us. He won the election fair and square. Then all of a sudden afterwards, the Democrats didn't like the outcome. So they just had a hearing up in, uh, in, um, in Albany in which uh, Carl Hasty used... Stanley the Slime Schlein <laughs> as the Inquisitor. By the way, let me make Nobody mention. knows that name. This is a reference well, our, our listeners are not going to know. He is the consigliere to the Bronx County Democratic Machine. He defended Robert Johnson when they questioned where he lived, because he lived in Westchester. He defended, and you remember him, Pedro Espada Jr., when he lived in Mamaronac, was right out there at the pool on the Long Island Sound, and they said, Pedro, you're supposed to be living in Bedford Park in a co-op. Nobody has seen you. Don't worry about it. Talk can to I, my lawyer, Stan can, can I put you on the stand for a minute on yes, behalf yes, of Lester Chang? Well, what am I swearing you, on? You swear in a test that you're going to tell the truth as best the as you test. know it. Right, right. And the, the best as you can recount it yes, without yeah. without whatever slang words you're going to use. Is Lester Chang eligible to run for the assembly in Brooklyn? Yes, of course. He lives there with his mother in Midwood, the very house he grew up with. He lives in a rent-stabilized apartment in Manhattan. He admitted it. Do you realize how many people now, have Now, he might, but apartments? by the way, but let me just say this, and I said this for three weeks in a row. They should seat him. Thank the you. The time to fight this fight is, and the same way with Santos, the time for his constituents. Oh, he's got to go. No, no, no. I'm going to tell you. Here's my position. I've been thinking about it since we spoke last. 
he it was up to his constituents, the news media, and his opponent to raise questions. Once you vote, I'm counting on you, the American citizen, to get it right. And you can't say, oh, well, I didn't know this. I didn't know that. We hear this baloney about the Hunter Biden laptop. Well, I only knew this one more thing. I'd but be what different. This guy is a complete fraud. There he is totally nothing is. about He's in there for two years. It's true. Run against him. Well, no, Run Swazi. against them. Swazi will be running against them, as you know. That'll be his seat again. I, I mean, I would say, out you go, George Santos. No, it doesn't work that way. If you are, with all due respect, how about a swap? if you are dumb enough, how about a swap? They both say they both no, no. go. Santos goes, but Lester Chang, the hero, stays. No, 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 no. I, oh, come I, on. They both get to stay. Both get to stay. Oh, my God. I mean, they're both Republicans, but they both get to stay. You sure you're not changing your no, party no, affiliation? No, no, I believe the voters are never wrong. Oh, well, hold on a second. In 2016, you thought the voters were right against your say, candidate Hillary? They, vo- they voted for, really, for, for Donald, then they had to suffer for it, as, as they should. Oh, Ed Koch, Ed Koch. Anyway, up next, you got to tell me how your owner of the New York Mets is going to be able to survive in spending hundreds of millions of dollars on free agents to guarantee hopeless fans like yourself and Sid Rosenberg and Frank Morano, Met fans, do or die that he's going to bring a World Series to City Field in Flushing and also get a casino there to boot so that he can make some of the money right, right. coming back for all the money that's going out. Up next, a uh, Curtis and Anthony Weiner Super Sports Spectacular because Steve Cohen, the owner of the Mets, is playing Santa Claus with his own money right here on WABC. Hey. It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. It's Anthony Weiner. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight slugfest. You know, Anthony, it's no longer millions, billions... Everything is trillions now from our debt to what we spend to maybe even what the owner of your beloved New York Mets is willing to spend to guarantee you guys a World Series. I know he said he had an unlimited checkbook, Stephen Cohen. But so far in the free agent scramble, he is spending the kinds of money that my eyeballs are spinning. You know, he... You know, I had to look this up. I was talking to my brother about this. You know, he's paying about $120 million just in luxury tax. Yes. Because he's over the limit. And I was looking up where that money goes. You know where the money goes? It goes half to the players or else they wouldn't have entered into the deal. And the other half goes to the other teams. The lower echelon teams. Right. It gets distributed. But like Hal Steinbrenner is complaining about, about Cohen. We have to take a hard look at this. I don't It's not my money. I mean, it is kind of ironic. I went to jail for 18 months and five days, and Cohen doesn't. I guess it's better to be a billionaire than a hundredaire or whatever you know else what, I am. You know what the anniversary is this week? When Kurt Flood told Major League Baseball, I will not succumb to the trade. The Cardinals wanted to trade him. I right. forget where. He said, right. no, I should be a free agent. And he was banned from baseball. He had to go, I think, to Amsterdam or Holland. Yeah. He was like an artist. But he was So Marvin kid. Miller came along and right. made the big fight, yeah. Right. And to this day, these guys are making I, mean, I don't begrudge them. incredible I, amounts of money. I don't begrudge them. I wonder how many of them kissed the shrine of Kurt Flood, who took the hit for all of them. Yeah. And, and boy, I, this guy was, I remember the interviews with Kurt Flood. He was amazingly bright. And he was an artist. He was, 
Like people were thinking maybe he should do a Van Gogh and cut his ears off because he was going to destroy the American yeah. pastime. He's the one who broke that barrier. And then Steinbrenner came along, and he broke all barriers. And now look at it. So what do you expect from all this Santa Claus spending? They're going to be a World Series contender at least. I mean, look, they had 100, what, 101 games, 101 wins last year. I mean, look at that. The left side of that infield, Correa, Lindor, the, the, right, they, it's, they look great. Look, who can, who the, can the complain? San Francisco Giants were what? Two hours, three hours away from signing Correa from Minnesota. Yeah. And they said, uh uh-uh, uh, there's something wrong with the physical test here. Hold yeah. off. And Cohen was vacationing in, I think, Oahu. Hawaii, yeah. Right. And immediately told his uh, agent, hey, let's have some cocktails, fly out here, let's sign the deal. Didn't sign it for as much, quite as much. Well, we just had one last year. We just had one last year, right. But he's not at all worried what was in that medical report? Well, no. So now today, today it looks like the Mets have a problem also. They're taking a hard look at it. And I read this on my show. This is, this is his, this is his agent saying, there is Boros, no, Boros, Boros, the guy yeah. that everybody hates. There's no current issue with Carlos's health whatsoever. You know, whenever a lawyer puts in a word like that, you're like, wait, what, 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 what? There's a what? And then he goes on to say, all the conjecture and evaluation of him has been about physicians using their crystal ball for years to come. It's a 12-year contract. Of course they're going to take a look oh, to see absolutely. it. absolutely. But I, listen, uh, like I, I have said over and over again, it's not my money. I want an owner who's going to spend like that. I'm no big fan of Cohen. i got to admit it. But all that being said, if he's going to – now, I think you're right. I think it's a real estate play that ultimately he's building up goodwill because everyone has always wanted to develop that iron triangle that is around City Field out there. Ever has. No one's been able to do it. The Wilpons had the same idea. I think that this is ultimately that Cohen sees the baseball team maybe as a lost leader to a larger real estate play in that area. But well, the whatever Wilpons, the reason. The Wilpons blame it on Bernie Madoff. They Madoff said we became yeah. Wilponsies because of Madoff. But he looks at that. We, we opened up this discussion about how the Asian-American, Chinese-American community are increasingly becoming Republicans and leaving the Democratic fold. Every day, many of them work 12 hours. And then get on buses and all night go to nearby casinos and gamble, gamble, gamble. And then somehow get back and do another 12 hours of work without, especially Chinese Americans, a lot of these casinos could not survive. His vision is turn that whole area of junkyards into casinos. And all those, you have Koreatown along Northern Boulevard, Flushing is Chinese Americans. It, the casinos will be packed in these men. And women. I'm not so sure. Maybe. I mean, if you think it's just a, a local play, but I got to tell you, we, we, I mean, look, that area can probably support some kind of a gaming thing. I don't think the city is well, going to go look for that. Look at Aqueduct, the casino they own by the Malaysians, provides more money for the state of New York than any other casino in America by does way, for its state. By the way, you, you, keep in mind what the realist, what the, the geography is here. That's spitting distance from LaGuardia Airport. Yes. So it's not a terrible place to think about doing it, but I think that might be what, what Cohen's thinking about doing in the long run. Man, the number seven train then, right, will be your express oh, to bankruptcy. They're going to be able to make it into one of those monorails, like in The Simpsons. Just goes one in, you know. Well, well think of it. We have one degenerate gambler here that we know of. That's Frank Morano. He acknowledges that on the other side of midnight. He gets lured by Borgatas. You know, he snores because he goes and he shoots craps and loses all of his money. 
He's a Met fan like you, so he could check. He could get a Met game, City Field. Afterwards, go to the nearby casino of his pal Steve Cohen, right. who he loves to spending all this money, and then gamble all of his money away there at the casinos in Flushing instead of in Atlantic City that does nothing for the Mets. Yeah, he'd, he'd be able to be be uh, be much closer, which is given his schedule probably a good thing. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com. 